0: Modern Figures podcast hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the
1: voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce.
0: This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. Kyla and I are from the Institute for African American Mentoring in Computing Sciences, or IAMCS. IMCS serves as a national resource for computing students, faculty, and industry professionals. We're funded by the National Science Foundation. Our goals are to increase the number of African Americans receiving doctoral degrees in the computing sciences, to promote and engage students in teaching and training opportunities, and to add more diverse researchers into the advanced technology workforce.
1: This podcast is funded by the National Center for Women in Information Technology, NCWIT is a nonprofit that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the participation of all women in the field of computing. So, today we have an extra special guest with us here today. We have Dr. Raquel Holmes, who, in my opinion, is a supercomputer scientist (laughs) who does supercomputer types of things, super person. So, uh, we first, I think I first met her. We both met her. Yeah. Yeah. Like at Black Compute, her most recently, Tapia. And actually, she has ties to NCWIT, our funder. So, um, she did a workshop there in 2014 from recognition to action. What do you do to challenge inequities?
0: Mm. And she also runs Customer, which is a conference for artists and scientists from all fields and educators who are advancing. How we do STEM or science, technology, engineering and mathematics, which I'm sure you would say STEAM. Yeah. Which infuses the arts into that. So it's, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you both. <laughs> Exciting. Raquel, we wanna start off by figuring out what life was like early <laughs> in the early days yeah. as you were growing up. Yes. So what kind of influenced you as a as a child to Um, become interested in the sciences or did anything interest you I I love that you added that second question um
2: (laughs) whether something interested me or not I always wonder I'm like what was there science in my early days and I'm not (laughs) sure that there was Mm. um I mean I did I think it was uh, must have been second or third grade I did get the kind of chemistry set you know which mm-hmm. i didn't know what to do with i was like here's a clear liquid here's a bee let me put them together <laughs> it was kind of that was it um yeah and it was like what happened so i was like "Ah, oh, they drown." um Aww. <laughs> there were lots of bees Aww. i grew up in yeah, there were more back then than there are now so yes yeah. yes yes and i i lived in northern california where we had a lawn and so we had a lot of little you know flowers mm-hmm. lots of bees running around um But I think, you know, like, so um, I was outside a lot, playing a lot. My mom was a librarian. My dad was a history professor. There was no science interest around us, Hmm. but... I think as I um, got older, because my mom was a librarian, I got a bunch of kids' books like on uh, relativity. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're always looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, an astrophysicist, and <laughs> and I loved reading about math and Archimedes, and I. Um, I ended up going to a private school because I'm the third child, the mm-hmm. youngest, and I figure the youngest actually has the advantage of all of the learning that the older yep. siblings oh, get, yeah. right? <laughs> so I got I got to be considered smart because my sisters forged <laughs> yeah. the way, right? So I was reading really young. So they sent me off to private school, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I was reading math and uh, about math, and I I I liked it all. And my mom and my dad they always encouraged like just being curious about mm-hmm. things, so. Mm-hmm. I think that was a main thing was that I could try anything. And they were all like, oh, this is what you do if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so in in school, was it easy for you or did you yes. have any struggles? Oh, so school was just a breeze. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. School was the easy part of life. Okay. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, that was that was just very true. I don't I didn't have any difficulties in school until maybe high school Mm -hmm. and that was um, the chemistry class where I'm pretty sure it was the last year this chemistry teacher taught or it should have been (laughs) Um, and it was just so foreign to me as to what was happening in that class so um, but yeah no school was school was easy.
0: I didn't have the world's greatest experience in chemistry either so I can identify Yeah. yeah
2: my chemistry teacher I still
1: don't know what we learned
2: we, we actually kicked a tootsie roll bank around the back of the classroom in, for one of them. So that was that was the high end of
0: learning. So. <laughs> All right. So you decided to go to college. Did yes. Did you major in biology? A, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Actually, so in high school, I did decide I was going to be a biologist, and I had taken three biology classes in high school. Wow. Yeah. Um Marine biology, no, and so, and I was like public school <laughs> in California for my high school, so it uh-huh. wasn't like we had a whole bunch of resources, and I think only four percent of our school went on to college. Oh so, wow! Um, yeah, and it's kind of changed. I think um, I'm not sure. But so there's a new tech school in the in Katadi. My hometown is <laughs> Katadi. Is where I grew up in California.
0: Where is that like yeah. in relation to? major cities that people it's,
2: right in. right actually i would keep saying i'm putting katadi on the map i i, I, I say katadi california exactly so um it is north of san francisco on 101 just okay. south okay. of santa rosa north of petaluma right in sonoma county okay so wine country it is wine country nice. yeah On um But So that's where I went to school. And I decided I was going to be a biologist because I liked it. I liked the teachers. They were quirky. They were fun. They were interested and interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to have a day job while I figured out how to change the world. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, biology was going to be my day job. Actually, I was still thinking about doing mathematics. But Mm -hmm. when I went to college, I'd already taken, um, again, my dad was a history professor. Mm -hmm. So he made sure that I went to summer classes because I was interested in math. So I took trigonometry. I took um, what else is there in between? (laughs) College algebra. Yeah, Yeah, basically like pre-calc and calculus. But then when I went off to college, when I was taking the calculus, I wasn't doing well. Mm. And I couldn't understand because I really enjoyed the math. And then when I went to the professor and I said, well, I'm not doing well, what do you th- you know? I I do great on the homeworks, but not on the test. My professor just looked at me blankly and was kind of like, "I get you know, d- had nothing for me, had no wow. suggestions." So that ended my math career. Really? Yeah, That's really awful. That is crazy. Right? Everybody's got at least one of those awful stories. Oh well, yeah, I
0: definitely yeah. have a few. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but the
1: fact yeah. that you're mm. like, "Hey, I need help," and he's like, "Help cannot
0: be had here." Oh, it was
2: a woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what makes it worse. It's <laughs> right? like, not- but, but it was someone who was discouraging you. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: And, and and not an act of discouragement, but just, I think there's a thing when you go to college where professors, when we, they don't know how to be helpful.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of leave it on the student as if it's the student's inability, motivation, student's problem. And, Instead of kind of going, well, I'm not sure, yeah. you'll have to figure that out, which yeah. is an honest response, right?
0: right. Or um, even just pointing them in the direction of additional resources exactly. that they can use, which most likely exist on their campuses, but they just probably aren't aware of. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and um, it was interesting because I went from being like the A student in my uh, school, Rancho Cotati, to <laughs> Williams College yeah. and uh, on the East Coast. So from California to the East Coast, from public to a small Ivy school mm-hmm. that um, most of the students are coming from prep backgrounds on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Completely foreign to me in, in a number of ways. So my first year was really trying to figure out, and also, so my dad was a history professor. I grew up on a state campus in mm-hmm. California and when I went to Williams, I was like, there are no adults here. <laughs> <laughs> there are no adults. How are we supposed to learn? Right. right? Because, like, there's something to having a mixed environment. You get to learn from different experiences. And and I couldn't figure out where people were studying, how people mm-hmm. were studying. It was kind of like this in-the-closet activity. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What's going on? So I wasn't doing well, um, actually, academically in my first year t- year and a half at Williams okay. College. But I'm like, I'm a science person, right? Yeah, I'm like, right. math, science. And I pestered my um, biology professor, Marsha Altshuler, I love this woman, and I had a crush on her. So that was partly why I pestered <laughs> her, right? It's like, use everything you've got to, to pursue your dreams. I was just like, <laughs> yes. hey, you know, like, wh- what's biology? What does it mean to do biology? Mm-hmm. Is it reading the books? Is it doing labs, right. like the things we do with classes? She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, and finally, she said, Well, do an independent research project with me. Cool. And um, she actually said it was to get rid of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she wanted to dissuade you. Exactly.
2: Right? <laughs> but in the course of that, we discovered, like, oh, wait a minute. I have this wonderful curiosity. I ask great questions. I can think through all of the situations. I could do research. Mm-hmm. It was the coursework that wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I ended up leaving Williams. I went to UC Santa Cruz, did mm-hmm. research there. Um, which was exciting and different. It was a completely huge school, still very white. Um, but the one of the differences, people studied in public. <laughs> that, that was a big deal. Um, and actually we had— Were an, there adults? when right. there were adults awesome. yeah. yeah not as i mean there wasn't a whole bunch of them but, but you know like there were a few more at that point anybody over 21 was considered a non-traditional student right, right? Yeah. so but there were more non-traditional students different life experiences i think mostly that's what was important there were mm-hmm. different life experiences And I got to study with eight other black women doing biology, and we were so different. (laughs) We were from so many different—and so given I grew up in Northern California, biracial, um, in a school that there weren't many other black students, Mm -hmm. right, that my experience was different than other black students. And so then being a part of a community that was studying, and we were all different— it
0: kind of went with a, oh, I get to be black the way that I'm black.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's,
0: it's so important. And I think people don't talk about that a lot is we are so different, right? I I, here at the University of Florida um, came through a program like a summer bridge program Mm -hmm. and got to meet a lot of different students from different backgrounds and became very close to a bunch of black women. Yeah. And... I was like the affluent one, right? My, my family's not that, <laughs> we're not affluent, really. Um, but, but in that group. That was, yeah, that was the perception was that like, mm-hmm. oh, you came from this privileged background and you don't understand us, but mm. that's okay because we will teach you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was very different from in, from me in high school when I had a similar group, but They weren't willing to let me in. Mm. Right. Right. And there's a difference between like being in high school and college. And I think people in college are much more open and they want you to know them authentically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's so much more like community. Like, I didn't even know what Jack and
1: Joe was till grad school. I'm like, they were school, and yeah. Fetch a pill of water. I had no <laughs> idea. It was like this elite group, you know, that uh, I guess people who were in and like fraternities would, then. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know about I think I knew about Lynx because our president's wife was in it, okay, yeah. But just I had no clue, but like you said, it brings together people who have who are on the outside so similar, but have such different experiences, mm-hmm. right?
2: Because mm-hmm. I'm 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 glad you defined all those things, because I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is, <laughs> don't know what that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's I think we can be uncareful with each other, mm-hmm. which you know, like so the uh, my dad would have the black students from the college over to our house. And they would come from other parts of California. They may have been from the city. I'm growing up essentially country. And they would speak to me. And then they'd say, where are you from? (laughs) And I'm like, you're in my house. What do you mean, where am I from? (laughs) I'm right here, (laughs) right here. And I I think it's one of the ways that um, the racism of our society kind of narrows what we're supposed to be. And the real deal is we get to be who we are and pursue a variety
0: mm-hmm.
2: of of passions and that come from our experiences as women of color, as black women. So um, I love that part of both my work or what it means when we go into computing or any field we want to go into mm-hmm. is express who you are, create our meaning of what it means to be black women in this country.
0: Yeah, I love it. Me too. So you've talked about how you got involved in research. Mm. Is that how you ultimately ended up in computing? Yes. I, I was thinking about this.
2: So my circuitous route, right? Like, so uh, there's a great book by this guy, uh, Palo, there's a small tangent, Palo Ferreri and Miles Horton, mm-hmm. but they do adult education. And the title of it is You Make the Road by Walking. mm, mm. Right? So the, the kind of the path to where we are is made by walking. There's not necessarily a path before that. So I went off to Tufts Biomedical. Uh, I was doing graduate research. I was studying um, how eggs develop in the ovary of mice. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I was using a microscope that um, uses lasers. And it was from, you know, like lasers and (laughs) mitochondria, all these things from science fiction, right? Love (laughs) and fantasy. I'm like, I'm going to play with lasers. I'm going to play with mitochondria. And I did. (laughs) I've done all that. Yay. Anyway, so um, use lasers to go to, to do as light. To section through, Mm -hmm. layer by layer, through an ovary and look at how it's working and then using a computer to create a 3D rendering of the ovary so we could actually look at the structure of how cells talk to each other. That's through. pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah, it was lovely. It was That's fun. really cool. And I made pretty awesome. pictures. I was like, I make pretty pictures. <laughs> you
0: have them hanging yeah. in your home.
2: You know what? Almost, almost. <laughs> they're they're on this old thing called a slide. And no, I don't mean a PowerPoint. I need a Kodachrome <laughs> um, film. And uh, so some of them I need to probably get reprinted. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I have you know the pictures that I actually developed in the. Um, The image room. So you would Mm -hmm. take a picture through a camera, through a microscope, go into the dark room, develop it, have a picture. I have black and white pictures of follicles. Anyway, (laughs) so the computer, though, the computing part of this was actually, I mean, we were using. So, again, I'm a cell biologist at this point studying reproduction Mm -hmm. in mice. But we're using computers to take care of the imaging, Yep. Yeah. right? The Mac was really – this is one of the – it was kind of like we had a, a, a PC in the lab for working, writing papers, and a Mac for image processing. And then um, a silicon graphics computer was being used to do the 3D rendering, and we would always have this, somebody coming in and changing the code for the rendering yeah. of the mm-hmm. images. But I was like, I want to do animations. <laughs> I want to do, you know, this computing things. Computing is like, this is in uh, 1997, mm-hmm. 90, 95 to 97. So it was like, I, I bet I could do that. I want to do something with computing. I want to do something with computing and people and learning. So I was already doing the computing in my Ph.D., Right, right. For mm-hmm. this making basically movies of ovaries. And I was like, oh, I want to find more like that.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: That's really cool. It was. And so then after I finished a postdoc, so then so I finished my PhD and I'm like, what do I do with my life? And you do more research. Um, and I got to go, <laughs> to go to Harvard and do more research. At the same time, um, at that point, my research advisor and I decided that I could do more than Work at the bench. Like mm. that, that was one of the things I could do, but I could also do other things. So I started looking at, I wanted to do animations. I wanted to do animations about how to do uh, cell biology or reproduction. And that's computing, right? That was still computing. So I went in search of educational research. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that sounds like a bunch of big words. But um, <laughs> yeah, right? That's what it is. <laughs> researching how we do education um, with technology. And then while I was looking at that, I met a guy, Roscoe Giles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely human being, hmm. a fabulous human being, that's, that's awesome. who um, he's trained as a theoretical particle physicist. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. He's an African-American out of Chicago. Yep. Um, And he said, I want to bring science out of the university to everybody. To, to people on the streets, and this is the computing. And I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I've been organizing talent shows in poor communities, and I'm an activist, and I want to have activism and science together. And so we pretty much became a team, and that's how I really launched into um, bringing high-performance computing and computing to teachers, to schools, to other scientists. That was my entry point.
0: So what is improv science and what is that like what do you tell people that you do like on a day to day basis uh, through that? Well that's interesting. What do I tell people I
2: do and what do I tell <laughs> people I do on a day to day basis? Those, oh, are, different Those things, are different things, right? Okay. It's true. Um when i'm just randomly meeting somebody like at a cafe mm-hmm. i say that i help scientists play and then mm-hmm. they kind of blink at me and then <laughs> and then i say i help them talk to each other mm-hmm. and work with one another and they're like oh wow they really need that <laughs> <laughs> Not for them. So (laughs) I'm always like, kind of. I'm like, why do they think that? You know, like, but there's. I mean, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's kind of like this popular, like, culture myth of like who we are. And at the same time, um, you know, Improv Science is my business. Mm -hmm. It's a company where I bring improvisational theater, so literally play and performance, like the theater to scientists so that we can learn to see each other as human beings and work better together because (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it really is it's kind of true that if you play with others you kind of like them better right like I mean just you could actually just Some people say, well, go out and play
0: soccer. It's like, actually, yeah, you could do that, too. Yes. Yes. Right? Um, That would be helpful. It's like people playing golf and making business deals, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Same concept, just a different space.
2: It is. And that the improv actually gives us tools, skills. It helps us develop the social muscles, the muscles of listening to others and responding to them. So, imp- so I was and, just
0: going to say, can you explain
2: what improv yeah. is? I, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's unsc- So improv, when people think of it, often people think oh, like, Oh, I have to be really funny. <laughs> you know? Like, I, gotta, I just got to be really, really funny and witty and I got to make things up all by myself. And it's like, no, that's fortunately, that's not what improv is. Mm-hmm. Um, improv is when people in terms of the theater get on stage together and they create scenes together but they're unscripted, mm-hmm. so they don't know what's going to happen. Yep. But what they do is they listen really intently to the person in front of them, and they mm-hmm. respond to whatever that person said, and then that person responds to what the other person says, and then that, per- and, and there's- so on, and, and so, so forth. on. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and from there appears what seems magical, which is the scene, and you're like, well, how it makes sense? <laughs> like it somehow has coherence. It mm-hmm. like, and it's because they're really building with what each person says. It's like brick upon brick. There's a a thing that says, bring a brick, not a cathedral. (laughs) So when you're creating, you know, collaborating with others, you know, you're like, Hey, let's go do something together. And the other person's like, okay, great. Now we're going to go to the movies. We're going to go have dinner. And then we're going to go to, and you're like, wait a minute. Don't I get a say? Yeah. That is your cathedral. Yeah. That's their cathedral. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I know like improv is usually something that, um, people who are in theater have the opportunity to to do to kind of learn how to relate mm, to the yes. other people on the stage. Exactly. And so exactly. if you are in a situation where you've got a, a structure, a play, a musical, whatever it is that you're planning on performing for an audience, you have to first know how the other people in your ensemble work. Yeah, right? yes. And so it gives you an opportunity to see how you might perform like I might do something differently than you, but completely, yeah. It'll feel more natural if I can anticipate what you might do, or if I can react to what you might do right. in a very mm-hmm. natural way, right? And I think the um,
2: it's so funny because given improv science and the Alan Alda Center got created about the same times, and I'm kind of like I'm the black lesbian side of Alan Alda's, you know, <laughs> center. But he wrote a book and in that he's kind of like people say or and also was on a podcast where it was like, well, the improv is being able to create the scene or react It's like it's actually it's the relational. It's what you said. It's it's being able to respond to the human being in front of you Mm -hmm. and letting whatever that is impact you. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's it's like. I don't like watching improv theater. I, like, it's like, eh. <laughs> but, but being in it and experiencing the tension of like, oh, my God, what's, what's going to happen next? Like, yeah. it's, so, it's so about the people. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges in the sciences, rec- it doesn't matter what science you're in, in technology, is we can be so focused on the product oh, that yeah. we miss that we're doing it with other people, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like the joy is like, oh, I created this for people, mm-hmm. with people. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> with another human
0: being. Yeah. This is yeah.
2: awesome. So um, I get to have the joy of helping us in the sciences have our humanity.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, is your background at all related to or tied to theater? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my biggest, so yes, when I was in,
2: like, I, my miniature creds in school were like, uh, I went to a private Christian school, so I was in the Christmas play, and I sang 365 Days of Christmas. Um, in high school, I was in the church choir for like a summer, and uh, end credits, Okay. right? Okay. So okay. Um, I learned performance from doing, um, like I was saying, grassroots organizing, community mm-hmm. organizing. Thing. Um, I worked on Lenora Fulani's 1992 presidential campaign, African-American oh, woman, wow. first black woman, first independent to be on the ballot in all 50 states in America. I worked wow. on her 92 campaign <laughs> and um, and then also producing talent shows in uh, Roxbury, Dorchester of. Boston so um, poor inner city and those it was like I stood on street corners and said hi take a minute for democracy hi take a minute for youth development and it's like and you know when you're standing on a street corner talking to people walking by and acting like you don't exist you pretty much feel like this oh my god will you please talk to me yeah, someone please. Right, right, that's how you feel but you don't do that you actually mm-hmm. have to go, like, hi. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a performance. It is. You smile. You're like, welcome to my stage. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I really learned performance as part of social change mm-hmm. and also performance as how we grow and develop. So if I'm growing, it means I'm going to start doing things I don't know how to do. Yeah. yeah. Right? When you're on stage, you get asked to do things
0: you don't know how to do. Yeah. Kyla and I are both um, kind of. Performance people, right? So she's a dancer, and that's like her life. And then I grew up on a stage, like singing, dancing, acting. Um, it was just an everyday thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I had trouble with improv, right? Because Uh even though I had been like trained, gone to acting classes, I was in um, operas at the like Orlando opera company you know like I had been on stage with these big people yes but improv requires a part of you that I wasn't willing to let go of Ah. right and and I'm a very like rigid and (laughs) you know like yeah like it's not something that you can prepare for necessarily it's kind of like a you gotta be free and you gotta allow the experience to happen and I wasn't really okay. You with You weren't comfortable that. with yeah. letting the reins go. Yeah, and like, like the control piece of of me was like, improv is not. <laughs> not what I want to do. Everything we yeah. stand for, but <laughs> it's it, there. It's there's a vulnerability. And that's, not, right? I mean, it's just, I'm wearing a shirt that it says, says not, not a hugger. <laughs> awesome. Yes, exactly. That's perfect. Kyle, a yes. great choice. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> well, no, And I think it's, so it's interesting because it is, there isn't, isn't, like, so when I'm working with scientists in particular, mm-hmm. we're going through exercises. We're mm-hmm. going through particular games. And there is an environment that's needed yep. in order to take risks with others. And I think in the in performance there's there's a like i this wonderful actor um oh byron byron is part of uh, teaching at northwestern teaching improv to to engineers mm-hmm. he's like it's my work yeah right and so in all work environments there's levels of competition of you know not feeling supported of feeling isolated those are hard environments to improvise in so yeah. My work is to invite us to create an environment of appreciation mm-hmm. where we're appreciating each other so that you can take the risk of saying something that it by itself means nothing. Mm-hmm. But when the next person says something, it develops meaning. Yeah. So yeah. It, it really is a, um, a development of the collective, of the ensemble. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is it Byron uh, Stewart? Mm-hmm.
2: There's oh. someone at the top. African American,
0: Byron. Please
2: forgive me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks African American. Right, Beautiful
2: side right. shot. Nice mm-hmm. cl- close. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let's say. Still. Let's say it is so. Um,
0: <laughs> is that Northwestern? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting.
2: I mean, I think the importance about the, and I so there's this analogy of the gymnasium mm-hmm. that. Um, what we're doing is creating a moment uh, like a gymnasium, will reduce social exercises that, as adults and even as you know, teenagers, we're not used to doing anymore because we've learned not to play, right? You know, That's yeah. been crushed in some ways along the way. Yeah. So so we're going to do these awkward things so that we can be more responsive. We can be with one another. The world has us very isolated. so we actually have to intentionally, develop the muscles that allow for us to create Mm -hmm, with each other that's a good point so i want to know so you never completely left the science world so Mm -hmm. like
1: what were the reactions from like your colleagues when they heard about what you were doing
2: well so as a whether it's a good improviser or community organizer it grew out of what i was already doing with them so this wasn't a shock this was a continuation of what we'd been doing so For example, um, in supercomputing, which I started going to in 1998, I was part of organizing both the education program and broader engagement. Broader engagement is the bringing of women and minorities to the conference to support their participation in high-performance computing. So I would talk to people about how this was a new cultural thing or Mm -hmm. this was kind of like a performance because we're changing the way we participate in the stage known as a supercomputing conference Mm -hmm. so and and the people i was working with are people who were for inclusion yeah right Mm -hmm. they were they were they're like how can we bring people in how so they're not they're they're and there's not a script for that already yeah like in life there's not a script for where we're going it's unknown so here are these creative people and i would uh Say you know occasionally we would do in fact actually it was um 2008 was uh, we did a session called what would high performance computing look like if you were in it right <laughs> like, like in the com- if you if you were if you were, <laughs> if you were in the field okay right because okay. there were students and other but like if you were in it and so it was an improvised response we played it there's a game called three-headed uh, a three-headed panel member basically like there were three panelists Roscoe Giles Greg Moses Yolanda Rankin and they were all they spoke in one voice as if they were one person and that's how we responded so 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 in some ways it was like what and oh no I'd never and in other ways it was like well of course Raquel would do that yeah and and the other part was people saying thank you Mm -hmm. because they got to interact with each other again as people rather than as oh i'm if i'm going to be a scientist and then computer scientist i'm only supposed to i'm only supposed to know everything and uh, which in (laughs) itself is crushing right how do you know everything and i'm only supposed to speak in a monotone like yeah that's not who we are so um hopefully
0: anyways yeah
2: well and I, it's interesting because uh, now, as I
0: said, I'm like I do know some people who speak in monotone, <laughs> well, right? Not the monotone but, piece. I mean, we, like the whole that whole package of yeah. like I know everything. I'm, you know, very rigid, yeah. and I only speak one tone, and, yeah. right? And know. one thing, and, one topic, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. We don't right. talk about anything else. And I mean, those people exist, yeah. But the people that you want to create and innovate with, yeah, they're not those people not living
1: inside of those artificial boxes
0: right and they're not inspiring our future generation right right right.
2: well and so i'll I'll break it out a bit because i think some of the things is our work environments don't allow for us to discover who people are yeah and so often people will come off monolithic Mm -hmm. but we don't know because the environment isn't supportive enough isn't welcoming or personable or whatever like it doesn't know how to build with the contributions of everybody to know what's possible like for that person right so yeah. monoliths appear and then i think the inspiring is you can have somebody this is the community this is where i think the importance of building your lifelong friends mm-hmm. building your colleagues who you can be like i have no idea what my next project's going to be or this is my question like but when we build community you can have the person who really only has one note, yep. be part of building something fabulous. Yeah. You definitely can. And I, and I think that's where I think the improv allows, and again, I'm not just thinking improv theater, but being able to say I'm a part of something, a bigger collection, whether it's my class, whether it's my family, whether it's the field, that is the freedom of ensemble. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and that um, everyone has a role everyone right right. and our job i think as a species and you know in the sense of inspiring the next generation Mm -hmm. is to keep creating community in a way that people can come and build together an environment where people are able to thrive and where they're
0: able to keep growing can we do an exercise that maybe people can hear yeah i think so (laughs) i was thinking
2: um I mean, there's. I do improv online, like on mm-hmm. Zoom mm-hmm. is one of the things I do. And then also I'm going to bring this in as uh, when I teach science at the All-Stars Project in New York, there are exercises that we start in the classes there. Mm-hmm. So um, one of – and let's – yeah, you guys just get to play soundball. So um, we'll see how this one translates. So soundball is typically played where you stand in a circle – and uh, one person has the ball, so I first I start with this ball in my hand, and then I pass it over to somebody else. And when I pass it over, <laughs> <Really>? exactly, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> the difficulties over here. Well, so that was that was the the mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> We can start over, too, Yeah, but when want. I, no, we're fine. When I pass it, so the best part about improv is whenever there's a mistake, it's part of what we build with. Because mm-hmm. the importance isn't the, you know, we pass the ball perfectly, but it's like, oh, we did this together. Yeah, right. We played together. We failed together. We made a mistake together. Yay, we failed. <laughs> that's, that's one of the exercises. So I might pass it to Kyla with a sound like, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> and Kyla would catch the same sound and ball. Uh. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Exactly. That was wonderful. <laughs> that was great. And then she would pass it over to her colleague. Wow. S- exactly. <laughs> and then you pass one to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then we'd like applaud, like out loud. Yay. Because yeah. we all played and we supported each other by <laughs> catching each other's ridiculous sounds and. But it's a nice way of being supported. Like we don't, as kids, you know, at least up until like we're five or six, we're pretty much supported to do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that creates a great environment for growth. So fortunately, we can actually play games again together, mm-hmm. s- intentionally, consciously looking at how we're responding to each other and reignite growth.
0: That's oh, yeah. pretty cool. It's fabulous. It, it also makes you happy. It makes me think back about being like (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It makes me
1: think about being like a little kid and not having any worry in the world if you can play pretend for nineteen hours and never grow weary of it.
0: Exactly. Just make some strange noises.
2: Yep. Well, I mean, imagine that though. Like actually like in creating your work ensemble and so people like i don't want to use the word too loosely cuz when i mean ensemble i mean like people who are literally listening to each other it's like mm-hmm. pitch perfect in tune right <laughs> it's like you're in yeah. tune mm-hmm. that kind of ensemble and 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 being able to do that when you go to work mm-hmm. yeah why not shoot for that that sounds i mean that's pretty cool
0: i'm all about it that's so really- that means we have to invite Raquel back to help us in the computer science yes. department yes <laughs> yeah, absolutely completely
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, can you tell us a bit about your conference Systemer. customer, 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 <laughs> and
2: C stemmer? <laughs> no, it's funny. That's great. That's perfect, actually. Because um, at the finale of our last one, because we do it biannually mm-hmm. uh, every two years, so we, and so we just in 2017 we were at the Goodman Theater, and one of the skits that was performed in the finale of the conference. How often do you get to say that? The finale, um, the finale of, of the conference. Time. I was gonna say never. Right? <laughs> okay. Not in computing <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right? Hey, yeah. we, we don't know that yet. <laughs> um so one of the skits was actually like, hey, have you heard about this conference? Customer, customer, summer <laughs> And they're like, Oh yeah. Um so I got a grant in two thousand eleven called um for improvisational theater for computing scientists and it was a research a grant for a year year and a half to do improv workshops to see how that impacted our creativity mm-hmm. in the computing that is, scientists isn't that cool?
0: phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal I love it
2: yeah Yay. what do you love about it
0: everything everything <laughs> like the fact that one it was awarded mm-hmm. right because I feel I feel like in my mind I think scientists don't get the value mm. of some aspects of like the humanities yeah. and the arts. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, we literally have arguments about whether it should be STEM or steam oh, right. and yeah. what the implications of that are. Right. And to get funding, to be able to do something like that. Right. Right. It's marvelous. That yeah. is marvelous. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely. So as I was doing the, the work, I was meeting other Individuals at in different locations who saw the value of arts, performance, humanities in STEM. And that they were interested, whether it was in how they did their classrooms as a group yeah. or as a community, yeah. how they integrated dance into biology curriculum. Um, ethno-mathematics, right, looking at braids and the oh, mathematics of it. that. I love it, I love and it. And I was like, yeah. these people, I go to this conference called Performing the World that invites uh, performance activists together, and mm-hmm. they all have different understandings of performance. I'm like, hey, the, that's. I'm meeting these people in STEM. Let's all get together, mm-hmm. right? So I used the last bits of that grant to hold a meeting, that inviting everybody to come talk about what they do to other you know like and i didn't it didn't have to be finished it just had to be something like i'm doing this creative work and i want your thoughts on it Mm -hmm. and um we did that in the winter of 2012 in connecticut and 40 people (laughs) came and it was you know yeah which was great it was free for them to come and then they said so when we do this next year and i was like what (laughs) what (laughs) and then uh You know, I asked them, well, if we're doing it again, we have to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So then three years later, we did it again, and people paid to come. They paid their own ways, and they volunteered their time, and they organized this event where they felt like they got to be, and they get to be, their whole selves. They're not trying to put one side like, oh, wait, I like theater and I like biology. I can't talk about one. Like, no, I get Mm -hmm. to talk about them both. I'm interested in inclusion and how we show up in the classroom. You get to talk about that there. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in how um, s- scholars, are independent scholars, or working in instant that you get to talk about that there. Mm-hmm. It there's a- people come to build community and to look creatively at how arts, humanities, and STEM are a unity rather than separate things.
0: I'd love to see something like that. That actually brought in the students to that space too, you know, and like engaged them in opportunities to learn about STEM, STEAM, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it would inspire people. It does. (laughs) Like at least that's what they say. It (laughs) inspires us, right? Like as, as scientists, like it inspires us or engineers. And I just, I think for too long, the messaging about, creativity Mm -hmm. in these hard sciences and math like the messaging has been wrong yeah yeah it's like like, downplay creativity like Um, you you can't be this i don't know like out of the box kind of human right i've had people tell me you know every every professional test that i've taken on like this is the type of career you should have. Right. Has never, <laughs> never been what you did. Never been right, <laughs> right. Engineer. uh mm. uh-huh. It's it's never engineer. Yeah. And people say I don't belong. Right. But to to me, it's like no, I belong. Yeah. And, I mean, the grades worked out so that I did. Right. right. <laughs> At the
1: very least. At the very <laughs> least.
0: But I belong because I feel like. I have something valuable Mm -hmm. to share. Mm -hmm. And they're not seeing you as a whole person because they're saying, oh, this one
1: quality of you is saying that you don't belong here versus, hey, this is part of a person as as a whole package. We're not just one, I don't know,
2: attribute. Right. Yeah. I think it's like there's a narrowing. Of our understanding both of people and of the disciplines. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh well, you have to be this kind of person in order to do engineering. Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: why? Yeah, why? Like yeah. and then and then to perpetuate that mm. by telling someone who's passionate about right science and math and engineering related fields. Like if I'm passionate about that, yeah, and you discourage me because I'm creative. Right. What kind of message does that send? Yeah. Yeah. It, it not a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like further isolation. It's like, all right, so I have to act exactly like you if I'm going to be <laughs> successful.
0: So I enjoy being weird, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm, perceived as mm-hmm, not belonging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I get more space mm-hmm. to be myself that yeah. way. Yes. And I think like I have opportunities to go talk to people about what I love and what I'm passionate about. And when I do that, they see the science in a different way than if it were coming from someone Mm -hmm. who didn't have the creative pieces of who I am. Yeah. I would say also it's like a highlight because people
1: remember you when you're the outgoing one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know if you're doing good work and you want people to remember you, it's all right. I I am proud to stand out because you can remember this girl who talked to you, you know, for right. the whole time. You know, regardless of the fact I'm oftentimes the only Black person in the room or the Black woman, you're gonna double remember me. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: Because right, I'm not gonna stand in a little box on the stage. I'm gonna be in your face and you know challenge yeah. you in ways that other people might not.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's a big part of. Um, I wonder if this resonates with you, but I, I talk about um, being out, being out about what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. letting people see that. Like, there's a way that. Um, we go into the science as an engineering because we are passionate Mm -hmm. about it. And then along the way, it's as if we're not supposed to be out about (laughs) that. We actually care about what, yeah. Like (laughs) you're not supposed to know that I really geek out about how the sound moves around. (laughs) Right. right? Or that that I, you know, (laughs) yes, that was for (laughs) (laughs) kind (laughs) of, you know, it's like, yes, of course be geeky about that and invite people into it. Mm -hmm. Be like more people share it. Right. Right. Like in some ways it's like, maybe the, the tagline for for scientists at customers share the love yeah
0: you remember the hashtag like i look like a scientist oh, yes. Around, yes yes you know, mm-hmm. like, that's how i felt like i i felt like oh i have the opportunity to show people that like i'm an actual person yes and, you know like i can be super fabulous and awesome right. and be in this space yeah. yep I could not. Like, I could just be a regular down-to-earth human yeah. and be in this space. Exactly. Yes. And that's fine. Exactly. Whatever you bring to the table, is it's needed. It's needed. See,
1: for me, I had the other side of that. When I was in grad school, they told me, or at least my advisor told me, I had already passed quals, passed the exams and everything, and they said, well they're having some what's the word that just challenges controversy over whether or not you should become a candidate because of your extracurricular activities so like I was the vice president of basically a graduate version of the National Society of Black Engineers we had our group called SMESG which was grad student black grad students and you know just trying to live their lives in engineering and um, there was a women in engineering group that I was also the vice president for and I'm like number one I never told you none of y'all in the department I was even doing any of this so somebody snitch and then number two even if they did snitch it's like why is it thought right. of as oh you're he literally said they doubt if you're serious about your work X- because you have all these other things going on right.
0: Like, you can't be a person. Right. They didn't even
1: know I danced. I was like, well, you need to be worried about this dance recital, (laughs) (laughs) actually. So when
0: I I have a Facebook
2: group called Improv Science, which is a closed group. I mean, pretty much when people ask if they can join, I say yes. (laughs) But it was started because at the time Improv Science was created, it was kind of, you wouldn't tell people that you were doing out you know something related to the theater or something that was mushy oh, yeah. soft yeah. and that's changed in large part because we now have science communication yes. which then people say okay well improv is part of that and yes you're doing your professional development it's like that's true you the reason we want this is you know like Your whole self matters. Like, I've been Mm -hmm. playing with this. um, I have so many thoughts from what you guys were saying. I just (laughs) loved everything you said. One is, like, um, as as researchers, scholars, we are our instrument, Mm -hmm. right? So it's our intellect. It's our experiences. It's our curiosity. So the more places we can develop that skill, like, we should be in that, right? Like, that's so... Developing our instrument is more than just a specific particular skill. It includes that, but it's more than that. And Absolutely. it's Martin Luther King. We need a society of the maladjusted. And it's like being weird is being maladjusted. Right? <laughs> and, and and it's the maladjusted because it's the not being satisfied with having to cut off parts of yourself in order to fit. We should all be maladjusted yeah. to things that dehumanize us or make us less than ourselves. and that I mean we experience that a particular way as black women mm-hmm. and it's not just for us, yeah. right. So I'm like yay, maladjusted, be <laughs> as weird as you can be and always fight for having your whole life
0: rather than just a part. Sarah, how, how is it that you bring your whole self to like the roles that you have? because your faculty, and you run an organization. It's basically like a CEO mm-hmm. of a business. Yeah. In some yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm like, do I change my name to president now? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yes. It's the only president I'll be. Um, <laughs> so, which is good for us all. The, um, I was thinking of that because there's, how do I bring my whole self? And I was thinking with a lot of support, mm. So, and I have multiple, multiple hats, Hats and Kyla and I were talking oh, yeah. about this. <laughs> I said something like, you know, in, in all of it, like, my hats, my different roles are kind of different wardrobe, right? Because it's all me. Mm-hmm. It's all me. And so I have um, different groups and people that I um, go to that I have conversations with who help me see me.
0: Mm, that's nice,
2: mm-hmm. right? It's
0: they- <laughs> so nice. It's like beautiful. Yeah.
2: What's resonating for you in that?
0: Like, I, I just feel like I have a lot of moments where I get lost. Mm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm having a, a rough day today, yeah. and having other people to like be a mirror. Yeah, yeah, and like remind you, of like where you've been mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. far you've come mm-hmm. and what you've put yourself to. Yeah. Yeah. It's is so important.
2: Yeah. 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 I think, uh, Kelly, you're saying yes too. Oh yeah. I was agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think, um, you know, there's lots of language that says you're supposed to be self motivated and know yourself. And, and there's all these, it's kind of very individualistic mm-hmm. and I think that's hurtful because we're a social species. Yeah. And um, and the ways that I know how to grow have to do with that ensemble again. But um, building relationships where people are saying to me the things they see or have heard me say I want to grow around. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so one of them is like, well... You created improv science as a platform to help scientists change the culture of science in a way that supports them. Sometimes I forget that, mm. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a pretty lofty goal. I like big goals. Yeah. It's, you know, easy to fail at them. <laughs> Just, you need, you know, that's the the moonshot or star shot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's helpful for when I get into, well, I wasn't able to respond to that person very well you know you get really small and self-critical it's like yeah but that's not what i'm doing it's not it's not it's (laughs) not about me in that way it's like something larger um so i have people who like i have a business uh peer development group Mm -hmm. i am in a coaching group so Mm -hmm. i have a coach i am in a supervision not supervision but a colloquium where i talk with other people around my own coaching practice like how Mm -hmm. i'm coaching and growing so I'm constantly organizing people
0: to help me do what I want to do. How do you, uh, in- how would you encourage students to find oh, support like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it's, um, it's a great question. It's, I think it's, you know, when you're, it's one like, hey, I want to go and s- to this, maybe it's this weird trigonometry class and this lecture, do you want to go? And seeing how people respond. And the person who says, Yes, I want to go to, that's somebody to ask again. Yeah. Right. mm -hmm. When the person who says, when you're like, hey, do you know how to answer this problem? Like, no, I don't know, but I think so-and-so does, and we could go ask them. Mm -hmm. That's somebody who's working with you, right? So you're you're constantly, and when you're going, like, oh, I'm really, you know, I don't know how to do this, I'm really bad at it, and I should just quit. And the other person's like, well you signed up for a reason <laughs> yeah. why Why did you sign up not because they're challenging you on why you signed up but because they're like well yeah, actually they are challenging you <laughs> it's a good challenge it's yeah, like hey yeah. you did this for some what was that reason right. and then in that conversation you're like oh yeah I remember why I did this mm-hmm. right so there are people who they're not always saying the nice thing to you but they're working alongside of you yeah. so I mean it's a back and forth it's a trial and error it's kind of it's building community really building yeah. community that's like this
0: is what we're going to do yeah i was thinking um part of what we th- do through imcs and also part of what ncwit does mm. is provide these spaces right through conferences yeah. that we yeah. host and events that we have for people to to find their find their tribe yeah. right and and create the community that you yeah. want to see cuz maybe yeah. those people aren't near you yeah right yes. maybe they're not on your campus or in your classrooms hopefully they are yeah. hopefully. like i, I was telling
1: the students this year i'm like there, tech, there's so much technology for you all to keep in touch beyond this conference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i expect to see at least no fewer than five group meets this <laughs> right. thing, just because um even when i really got uh into this sort of group of black people who are getting PhDs in computer science at the same time as me, everyone was at a different school, and we would do all kinds of stuff together if it was, you know, just accountability. Hey, did you turn in that draft you right. said you were going to turn into? To hey, my advisor is cray-cray. Let me tell you <laughs> what happened. Just, But, yeah, like you said, it's all about the community regardless of, like, where they live.
2: And it's building it. I think that's the one thing. Like, so I think we could say find our tribe. I think you have to build it. Mm-hmm. And the, and there's... um. And it's, it's being serious about your own seriousness. It's a weird thing, but it's like sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, wait, I am building a business. Let me act like I'm building a business. Let me talk to people that way. Yeah. Let me talk, have people talk and, and ask, tell people like, hey, I'm building a business. Will you talk to me as if I'm a business owner? Mm-hmm. You, know, like you can invite yeah. people to help you grow. And I think, I think we, when we get into like I have to find it, we're it's the wrong I I just think it's a wrong approach I think we get stuck with it's like I can't find it I don't know what it yeah. looks like and it's like no you have to build it it really is a creative process again
0: yeah and it goes back to like being willing to play mm-hmm yeah. yes yeah and inviting people to, to play play along yeah. with right, you right mm-hmm. and
2: and in the ways that you want to be playing mm-hmm yeah right because we get to say how that's one of the, we don't always get to say what we get to work with but mm-hmm. we can say how We work with it.
0: Robocall, I think we're going to have to invite you back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because this has been wonderful, but we didn't really get to talk much about high performance computing and that's fine. Hmm. But I really love that you found a way to kind of infuse your skills as a community builder, really into the sciences and into computer science specifically. So where can we uh tell people to find you?
2: Ooh, lovely. Um, improv mm-hmm. is and it's improv science, all one word. Um, at the conference, which is spelled C-E-S-T-E-M-E-R mm-hmm. dot org. That's customer.org. Um and I'm, you know, like email me <laughs> and I will respond. That is is part of that's as an improviser, we build with all offers, and I'm interested in building with everyone who wants to build inclusion in our sciences. Great. Cool. What's your email
0: for them? Mm. <laughs> Info at improvscience.org. <laughs> nice. It's good. Yeah. Great. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla's at Dr. Underscore Kyla and I'm at Jeremy Waysum. Until next time, drink some water, eat some vegetables and be extra like guacamole because guacamole adds quality and
1: isn't just extra for no reason.